NextGen Talks is an initiative of PwC Nigeria's NextGen Club, featuring family business owners, NextGens, successful entrepreneurs, and professionals. NextGen Talks, shaping the African family business narrative. Welcome to episode one of NextGen Talks, an initiative of PwC Nigeria NextGen Club. My name is Chinasa Kent Ugu. I'm the host and the NextGen Club co-lead for PwC Nigeria. So to set a bit of context for our discussion today, findings from the 2017 PwC US Family Business Survey cited a diminishing interest by younger generations in running their family businesses. According to the survey, of those expecting to change ownership in the next five years, only 52% plan to keep the venture in the family, down from 74% in 2014 survey and the lowest number since 2010. In the 2018 global survey, about one quarter of family businesses expected that next-gen family members would be majority shareholders within five years. In the 2021 survey, this number rises to just over one-third to 35%, revealing that the younger generation are strongly motivated by meaning and purpose when it comes to their career and sometimes struggle to find these qualities in the family businesses. With this background, the topic for this episode is Driving the Family Legacy, Course or Burden. Joining me shortly in conversation is a next-gen who was once driving the family legacy and now running his own business enterprise. Before I introduce my guest, here's our next-gen talks nugget on succession planning for today. Next-gen talk nugget on succession planning for today is... Robust succession planning is critical to the health of family businesses and it goes well beyond choosing a successor. It involves grooming the successor throughout the medium term, which is the gap between noun and the eventual changing of the guard. Succession planning should be part and parcel of strategic planning, not its own discrete thing. I'm now going to introduce my guests. Our pioneer guest on NextGen Talks is an experienced financial advisor, economist, technologist, and entrepreneur who has led the way in implementing large-scale technology solutions to drive sustainable economic reform in Africa's financial services sector for over 20 years. Uzama Dozier was the last group managing director of Diamond Bank Nigeria, having taken over the mantle from his father, Mr. Pascal Dozier, who founded the bank in 1990. During his tenure at Diamond Bank, Uzama was responsible for overseeing the corporate and commercial arms of the bank. He grew the retail banking arm to 18 million customers and oversaw the successful merger with Access Bank in April 2019, resulting in the new institution becoming Africa's largest bank with 29 million customers. Prior to leading Diamond Bank, Uzama was a financial controller, spearheading different strategic business units within the organization. After his stint at Diamond Bank, Uzama has since launched Sparkle, a mobile-first platform for Nigeria's retail sector, combining his vision for using technology to power financial inclusion at scale with his extensive background in retail and financial services. Uzama is passionate about leveraging technology to play a definitive role in social development and transformation of businesses on the continent. He believes that technology Good governance combined with support and education for SMEs has the power to push Africa forward. 
Welcome, Uzoma, and thank you for being our pioneer guest on Next Gen Talks. Thanks, Jinasa. Great to be here. Fantastic. I'd just like you to share your thoughts very quickly on the Next Gen Talks nuggets that I shared, and specifically this part of the nuggets, which was a robust succession planning involves grooming that successor through the medium term, which is the gap between now and the eventual changing of guards. What do you think about this? No, I totally agree. I mean, you have to be deliberate, and in life there must be structure. And I always say, you know, to be free, you have to be disciplined. So when we say, like, freedom, freedom doesn't mean, like, do what you like. You have to earn freedom, so you have to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. So there definitely has to be a structure. Now, how that occurs is a different thing. Like, when I think of my own life and how I was groomed, first of all, it was, in those days, it was a case of, you're either going to be a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer. And so that's how you were trained. But then again, my father was an economist, and so he was a hustler. He was an entrepreneur. And so that whole idea of succession planning never, I mean, there was not, I'm going to take over my father's business because he didn't know he was hustling. And so for him, it was okay, do something structured, do like be a lawyer, be a, and then I ended up not being any of those things. So, but I think what is fundamental and what is key is just the values that you you learn the foundation and that is what is actually very key from a succession perspective what are the values because those values are what is going to keep you in straight and narrow going to give you the competitive advantages that you want the networking regardless of wherever you end up end up being okay great okay so um you know the topic we're discussing today is the driving the family legacy sure course of burden and i wanted you to start with sharing your transition story as an action and you know you talked about your dad being a hustler so i imagine that hustler means that you know he had all this business interest that he was pursuing and for you you know we talked about also succession planning so it wasn't necessarily deliberate he was just doing these things and then you know he morphed into this huge business so what's your story as a next gen transitioning into that the family business and for you was it like the path to follow or was it like a burden that was imposed on you okay well many questions one so but let me start with a little story and to just give some context right. you know 30 years exactly my father started a business called diamond bank and there were many banks around then and but his focus was in the middle market small businesses using technology right to create great customer experience and provide services that were not available to that sector. 30 years later, Uzama starts Sparkle. What did Diamond do? They Sparkle. Where is our focus? Small businesses. But we're not only just providing banking services, we're also providing business support services using technology and using the same values. And so when I hear, you know, the legacy is not a physical structure. The legacy is not Diamond Bank. The legacy is not a business. The legacy is the idea. And then when you think that there are five brothers as well right. and we're actually doing all the same thing we're actually providing services in a particular area we're using technology and we're trying to redefine how business is and that is exact so when I think of legacy I think of what have you achieved what is going to be in people's memory right. so Diamond Bank is not the legacy being able to say we are going to merge mm-hmm. willingly to create a bigger institution that will impact more stakeholders is the legacy right. and then what you do after that the continuous thing that you do after that is that and I, so that is I mean and so when I think of my transition my transition is accidental it's taking me actually 25 years to actually do what I want to do but 
it was 25 years of learning. It was 25 years of experiencing that I will take to the next level. 25 years of also mentorship from my father as well. Yeah. And so, so that is the preparation. So, and it has allowed us to redefine what, you know, next gen is. It, it means that, first of all, for us, it's not the family business, right? It's the family values. And it is the making sure it's the family name. Because it is a name, it's a currency. Okay. Because tomorrow, it might not be Naira, it might not be Dollar, but it's that name open doors regardless of what you want to do, whether it's banking, whether it's oil and gas, whether it's retail. And I think that is what my father has achieved, that, you know, we can walk anywhere and say, okay, so these guys have skills. So let's, there's some attributes that we have. Yes, we use technology. We know about financial services, but we also know about people as well. We also know about values. And that is going to be key in the world that we go into tomorrow because I don't know which is going to be the competitive, what banking is going to be like, or oil and gas, but I do know that if you have a great name, you have rounded and you have tried many things, that is the preparation for the next gen. Fantastic. You know, it's interesting that you talk about the legacy not being the actual business structure, but more the values, right? So because that's what transcends generations. And so then, is it fair to say that for you, working in Diamond Bank and taking over from your father as a next gen was not a burden it was more like a path to follow because when you talk about the values so you're carrying those values and which is essentially helping people you know the middle class as you said and then you've gone on to start your own business so would you say that it was more a course for you to follow you know working in diamond bank and then doing your own thing definitely i mean a burden is something that you don't think you'll benefit from and i'll tell you a little story you know when i was i don't know six or seven years old my parents used to drag us to these parties, whether right. we wanted to go or not. And so we go to a party, and then I remember one party. I went to that party, and I was sulking because I didn't want to go to the party. And we, because I was sulking, when they brought hot jello fries and doodoo, I didn't eat. I didn't eat it. I just denied myself. I really wanted to do it, but to eat it would mean that I was unhappy to be there, but I really validate. wanted to work that doodoo. So when we were going back home, my mother said to me, you know, Zoma, once you've decided to go somewhere, right, commit to it and actually take from it and so like if i don't even want to agree or disagree but commit and so everything that i've done has been an education okay. right there were good moments there were bad moments but there were experiences that i'm now beginning to benefit from and so without probably knowing it or knowing it i have you have to ask pgd is that <laughs> i worked in three organizations I worked in, so he would say, okay, he didn't want me to work in Diamond Bank first, so like I had to go and work in. I, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. So, so it wasn't imposed on you? It wasn't like... It, wasn't, it wasn't imposed on me. Okay. But what I did learn was not about banking, was about cultures, because I worked in three different cultures. And so I know culture is important. I know different types of cultures. There are people who work in different areas, in one organization, they only know one culture. So I've known different cultures, I've gone to different schools, so I've done many different things. And if you read the story of Alexander the Great, you will see that his father trained him for succession. Now, what was that? First of all, it wasn't like sitting in the palace. It was working in the fields, working with the soldiers, learning different things. That is the real preparation for succession because you don't know how the world is going to be. But you want to know, you want to equip your children or your to people be to be adaptable and because the world is always changing the world in 30 years time I don't know what it's going to be like but I want to make sure that you know I have skilled my children with the right skills but also more importantly the right values right that will take them through whatever comes 
fantastic. That's so interesting to learn. So you you know you just totally changed this idea. That's I what had. we do. We uh, <laughs> we transform. We're very transformative. We are. <laughs> okay. So you know, going back to the topic for today, and it's just about the diminishing interests of the younger generations and their um, focus on you know making a difference and being more purposeful. And as you've talked about values now, you know they're more value driven. So some have cited that they didn't have a choice, suggesting that they would have preferred to pursue a different path. What are the far-reaching implications of this when you more or less impose that option on your child? So I got the impression that you didn't have a choice being like from a cultural perspective, you know, first on, it's like automatic that you take over. So now that I'm learning that it was actually more something that you wanted to do by yourself. But I didn't have a choice. You know, sometimes, right, it is automatic in your brain because of your right. culture. You don't see it as, exactly. I don't want to do it. You just, it's automatic. You're like a robot. Right. But because you could speak out as well and you can also see that one whatever situation that you you make the best out of the situation and for me it was like I saw it as a platform yeah it's a family business yeah it's a bank but it's a platform and then how can we use it and what do I actually want to do in life I actually want to make an impact I want to help people okay so this is the platform this is the hand that I've been dealt with how do I use it to actually achieve what I wanted to achieve and that's exactly what happens and so I was fortunate to see it. I'm like, it's also like realizing that, okay, it's a bank, but you know, there's finance, there's business development, there's branding, there's marketing. And that's, those are the things that you see in everyday life. And so for me, it was great. Wow. Okay. Let's turn it upside down and say, it's not a bank. It's a platform. And it, I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. And I spent a lot of time on the marketing side. I spent a lot of time on retail side. Okay. I don't like corporate banking. I think it's very, very, very traditional and it's not really making an impact. And so somebody else will handle it and we'll focus on how we can, you know, be transformative and innovative. And that's where retail was and we'll use technology, which is how the business started. Interesting. So. You talked about values, and one of the questions I have here is that the purpose of a family business is transmission of values, which should transcend generations. From what you've talked about, this definitely resonates very strongly with you. I'm going to ask, with your business, Sparkle, is it the same values you had from Diamond Bank that your father's passed on that you've brought into this business and you're going to then transmit to your children who are the next gen for your business? Very good question. And with Sparkle, if you asked me what my values were four years ago, I probably would talk about it in a very roundabout way right. without clarity. But with, in starting Sparkle, I was thinking, before I mean, like, think what values do we want to have? And looking at how Diamond Bank started, the culture, the culture at the end, the culture of my family, and how I was brought up, it was very, very easy to actually come up with seven values. Right. First one was, you know, freedom. And I talked about freedom. Freedom, and that's what we had in the family. We were free to express ourselves. We're on first name terms. Right. Trust was very, very key, coming from a banking background. And trust was not just trusting people, but trusting the system, trusting the process. Transparency, very good one. Transparency is actually one of the things that is very difficult to describe or to give an example of. But, I mean, like in Sparkle, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to publish our operating system 24-7. So every day, you can see what is up, what is down, and everything. Yeah. But transparency was my mother. My transparency was, you know, when if somebody did something bad, he wouldn't hide it. He would go out and shout. See, my son, my son, my son. Yes, my son failed his exam and everything. So it was no rumor. Yeah, so like, so that was transparency. We were fully transparent. And then inclusive. My family were very inclusive of people. We don't, we don't care what your background is or your social status. 
and but everybody's different so that's personalization uh, everybody's everybody's different everybody has to come from different backgrounds different experiences so even though you're inclusive you also allow for allow for the and the last one is simplicity my father was a paragon his paragon of simplicity he's very content uh, i know that in diamond bank um when he started down back, his car was eight years old before he changed it. And because while everybody else was driving Mercedes and, and Hondas, he was driving his beat up old 505. So those are the values, I mean, those are the values that I've taken from 20 years of working in Diamond Bank yeah. and then 40 years of my life living with my parents and living with my, and engaging with my mm-hmm. brothers. Okay. So my next question is about succession planning and good governance. So we find that there's a link between succession planning and good governance, and our 2021 survey shows that the relationship that makes a family business strong can also hold it back. What's your impression of the succession process in your family business, and were there any issues encountered in the succession planning? I mean, it's still work in progress, and it has to be work in progress. And because things change, people change, and in today's world, my father's idea of succession planning was, you know, very, I would say, more rooted in tradition, but like he's at the head of the table, and, yeah. but also a bit dynamic, trying to allow for the modern age. Today, it's, but we've always had an egalitarian okay. spirit. So, like, in today, so, like, I'm the eldest, but mm-hmm. we're all equal, mm-hmm. right? But we have respect. And so we now have structured meetings. Okay. And because we do have family assets, and it's how do you leverage those assets to achieve what you want to achieve? Mm-hmm. And how do we, and for us, the family legacy is how do we continue to ensure that the Tuesday name, right, right, is a great name in society? Mm-hmm. And to do that, one, we must make sure that education is key. Okay. And education for not only us, but also our siblings and people after. So right. setting up that continuity. And education from school education but also life education as well mm-hmm. because let's not forget that we don't know how the world is going to be in 20 years time That's but right. we do know that we have to equip mm-hmm. them with the values of the family mm-hmm. and skills that will allow them to adapt and so that should ensure that the legacy continues so nobody's talked about whether you're going to be a teacher whether you're going to be in the family business but we're in the name business. In the name business, that's, protecting that's, the that's family it. name. And enhancing the family name, right. making the family name stronger. stronger. So, like, so what's the idea of success? Like, our name will be a bigger name mm-hmm. in the African content, uh, continent and in the world in context. So that's what I would describe as my legacy, legacy, if I wanted my legacy to be. So would you say that those values that you have as a family then drive... You know, I talked about the link between succession planning and good governance. Mm-hmm. So, do you say, you know, you talked about your dad having that traditional view and still sort of influenced by cultural nuances and the way he does things? Mm-hmm. So, where does good governance come in, like in terms of an actual governance structure within the family business? I think good governance is your values. That's governance. It's your values are your behavior, okay. how you behave. Very, um, how you behave loosely. loosely. Yeah. So the governance structures we have is okay, we're going to meet four times a year. We're going to meet mm-hmm. minimum four times a year. We're going to And it's your values that uphold that, right? So if yes. we say we're going to meet four times yeah. a year, we committed to that. We're committed for, yeah, we're going to meet four times a year. We're going to discuss this. We're going to discuss things that are financial, right. non financial and also um giving back as well so you have three things and those are your governance structures but then it's how you, your behavior is your values how do you behave so in what true. spirit right so we're going to make sure that you know like those spirits of you know transparency simplicity right. trust yes. right freedom yes. right mm-hmm. so freedom knowing that and then also knowing that 
being inclusive of people's ideas because you know I was born 10 years before my last brother mm-hmm. and that's big difference from it is how my journey and his journey are completely different the fact that you know that my parents were probably economically better off 10 years after mm-hmm. so he was born in the world with generators well I was born in the world of tales by moonlight right. <laughs> so so you have to be inclusive you have to understand people's journeys and accommodate for that right. I know okay you know Chueke is going to behave in this particular way or Cheke is going to behave in this particular way and allow for that and right. so those are the values that allow you to because your governance structures in the end are just a guide they're not, they're not rules we don't live by rules if you live by rules then become rigid, yeah, become rigid exactly right. fantastic so Zama, the last question I have for you on the next gen talks episode for today is around your persona so at PWEC right we find that the next gens see themselves and their roles in the family business as different so it's not uniform in 2017 we described four distinct next gen personas one, the transformers who are self-confident and future leaders. We have the entrepreneurs who prove themselves by running ventures under the family's wing. We have the entrepreneurs who follow their own path outside the family business. And then we have the stewards who keep to tradition and existing networks. What's your persona and how has that played out with working within the family business? I think I know the answer to this. Mm. Well, I think I've been all three, actually, <laughs> all four. But now I would possibly. say... yeah, possibly, but but I would say the strongest. The strongest is probably an entrepreneur. And so even when I was working in, in a family business, yeah. I was still doing things differently. I so was you're probably the, the entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, where, yeah. yeah. But so now, now I'm interested in different things as well. So yes, there's, because I mean, I think I want to be part of transformation. I want part of making impacts in different things. And I believe now with technology and, and you know, the way businesses are run today, yeah. you know, in a more less restrictive less physical manner you can actually do many things and you can actually connect platforms so i look at things from a platform perspective so and at sparkle really what we are doing is yes we are bank digital bank but we know that that our ethos is what do you want to do today mm-hmm. and so and people don't want to do banking services they don't want to wake up and say oh you know what i'm going to transfer 500 naira to chinasa no that's not what you want to do i want to be happy so i'm going to buy ice cream I want security, so I'm going to get insurance. Right. I want to travel. So it's so, about the yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. So it's about lifestyle. So for us, it's how do we connect so like you think it and you do it without actually leaving that spot. And so, so for me, and we're doing so like now, so not only, so like when I think about it, I'm engaged now in many initiatives with different people. Yeah. And in a way, everything comes together comes because together. It's so in, the, in, in, in the end, it's, it's all about lifestyle and how you can help people mm-hmm. achieve their lifestyle. And so, why just stick to one platform when you can do it on many platforms? And, and the more things that you do, the more you discover about yourself and the more things that you can do. And that's what you know, discovering yourself is about. You wouldn't know yourself until you've tried many things. So my job is to try as many things as possible in the next, as long as I can, as long as I live. <laughs> Fantastic. I know I said last question, just to going back to that question. So which of those personas do you think is best suited or do you think that most next, well, anybody in the business would have all of those personalities in the business? So which is the best, rather? Definitely an entrepreneur. We're, we're in the world of entrepreneurs, and I believe that for even for old businesses yeah. to transform, they have to have an entrepreneurial spirit and exactly. mindset. And so you can't, business, like when I look at my fellow bankers now, yeah. I just think, like, 
First of all, you have to change the pay structure. You can't, you, know, you have to be hungry. And that's what hunger and passion is what drive entrepreneurs. And when you look at traditional organized businesses, you have to really dig deep to find that hunger and passion. It's only a few people. It's only about one or two percent of the organization. So entrepreneurship is going to be big. It's going to be key to survival. Absolutely. So entrepreneurship is key for the survival of any business. Exactly. Absolutely. I agree with you. Okay. So before you go, we want you to share your two top recommendations that you think are key to fostering succession planning on the continent or business continuity. I mean, the first one is education. Education is going to be very big because one, the world is changing. People have to learn new stuff. I mean, in the last two years, I've gone through learning how to run a small business or start Mm. a business. It's different from running an established business. Well, so you know when you say education, I'm thinking people may think, oh, it's going to school, but education is an ongoing process, yeah, so, right? So, so it's just... Yeah, so education, okay. but, but education, education is an ongoing process, but when I say education, mm-hmm. I talk about it from even moving people from physical to digital. I right. talk about moving people from cash to cashless. That's education because it's changing the mindset. It's even yes. like businesses have to go through another education. And the second mm-hmm. one is trying different things. Because when you try different things, you get new skills. Because lateral thinking is going to be very, very key. Being able to take from this field and apply to this field. And when you look at how the vaccine for COVID was discovered, you find that it was from a different field, right? right? And so, like the fa- the ability to take from different fields only comes from you actually. I have a brother who is a physicist, speaks a language, oh, wow. is an accountant, is a computer scientist, right. is a salsa dancer. Mm-hmm. And have climbed the mountain, so like you can, so like that's very yeah. Um, and, and he's done that in the exactly. in the same space <laughs> of time that I was, you know, going to nightclubs and right. and doing things that. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I envy him because his ability because to take so dynamic. He's very very dynamic. Yes. Okay. So your two recommendations: yes. education, education and, and well, should I say open-mindedness? Open mindedness? Really? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And we have come to the end of this episode of Next Gen Talks. But before I go, here's a quick note to all family business owners. Remember, your family is unique and so are your children. If you're curious to know the next path your child may be on and to explore case studies and tailored recommendations for the incumbent and next generation, please visit www.pwc.com and search for the Next Gen Survey 2019 quiz to help you achieve this. Thank you for listening. NextGen Talks is an initiative of PwC Nigeria's NextGen Club, featuring family business owners, NextGens, successful entrepreneurs, and professionals. NextGen Talks, shaping the African family business narrative.